and welcome to Zero to Hero and this week's podcast, Are You Affected by Imposter Syndrome? Now, you may have heard this term banded about, imposter syndrome this, imposter syndrome that, but what actually is it and are you affected by it? Um, see, the other laptop is going a bit crazy. Um, imposter syndrome, it's, it's a kind of um, it's a psychological pattern and uh, that we can feel like we're fake or phony or, or not good enough. And this can come across in uh, context of work, in what you do for work, uh, your relationships, friendships. Um, and it's really frustrating and it's, it's quite common. It's quite common. So as we go through this podcast, see if you rec recognize any signs for yourself or others that you know, all right? Now, you may have imposter syndrome if you find yourself constantly experiencing self-doubt, okay? Self-doubt, even in areas where you know the subject inside out. You know your subject matter inside out. You know your work inside out, but you still doubt yourself. You still feel as though you're not good enough that you you're not working to your best abilities, that you won't be able to achieve high success, as it were. And um, what it does, it, it, it can manifest as negative self-talk. We'll talk ourselves out of doing something. As I said, we may be fantastic at what we do, our chosen subject or numerous subjects. But when someone gives you a task, say, I want you to do this, you have the negative self-talk inside going, oh, I'd love to do that, but what if I fail? What if I stuff up? What if I don't um, give them the information that they really want? And what if they find out I'm not as good as what they think I am? And all of this going through your head at 100 mile an hour. Does this sound familiar at all? And sometimes you can suffer from uh, anxiety and depression because of this, this constant negative self-talk, talking yourself out of how good you are, um, out of subjects. And the thing is, it's not, it's not classed as um, a mental illness. It's not being diagnosed as a mental illness. It'd be interesting to find out, wouldn't it? If, uh, well, I suppose I'm not laughing at you guys or, or people that suffer from imposter syndrome, but um, I think many people would recognize this. So if it was diagnosed as a mental illness, I think most of the whole world would be off work uh, or, you know, whatever they do with conditions. <laughs> they say, sorry, I can't come in today because uh, I doubt myself. <laughs> I don't, don't think that'd go down too well, do you? But, um, the ironic thing is, is that people who uh, suffer from imposter syndrome tend to be highly accomplished, highly intelligent. They can do so much. They really can do so much. It's just the self-doubt that keeps them back, that holds them back. And it has links to perfectionism. Want to be, everything has to be perfect, everything. And what's the other thing? OCD. So you may suffer from OCD as well. You know, this needs to be in the right place. And 
just double check <laughs> if um i don't know if you're out somewhere do you know where people put their knives and forks in the correct place or they've they've got to move the 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 salt and pepper or they've got to you know in any situation have to move it just right so it feels right and i used to be a bit naughty when i'd, I'd be out with people like that i'm i'm like it myself i'm like it myself but because of learning about imposter syndrome it's a lot easier to deal with and i'd see someone do it and <laughs> being the uh bit of a proper what's the word provocateur that i can sometimes be i would move it in front of them and you could see them they'd be triggered and they'd be like oh what are you doing i said no just move it there and they go no 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 it's got to be there why does it have to be there and I, I suppose what i was doing was provoking a reaction from them to see i oh, look look what you're doing you know and see how it affects your life and uh which is quite a lot it can affect your life in, in ways that um you'd find it hard to imagine and um so this is why it's quite challenging psychologically because you can have high intelligence but you can't recognize the patterns and when it starts affecting um your work your relationships especially your, your relationships if you've been around narcissists you may know exactly what i'm talking about and this is one of the steps where it can come from being around narcissists constantly gaslighting you knocking you down all the time uh, so you doubt yourself so you don't feel as though you're uh, any good at anything and then you become uh, insecure you start feeling insecure with everything and you may start staying indoors because you don't want to be around people but what happens is then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and you start talking yourself out of things and, and that's no good but how do you know that you're doing that so what we have we have the five types of imposter syndrome see if you can recognize any of these types and i'm laughing again because i recognize them all and it's like oh my god it starts hitting home it's like oh really oh no oh damn and when you start recognizing these types of imposter syndrome you can see how they're affecting your life and people around you and also see if you can recognize these types of imposter syndrome in others whether it's your partners your siblings your children uh, work colleagues friends just see if you recognize them okay number one of the five types of imposter syndrome the perfectionist the perfectionist this this type of imposter syndrome involves believing that unless you are absolutely perfect you could have done better you feel like an imposter because your perfectionistic traits make you believe that you are not as good as others might think you are does that make sense you have to do everything perfectly everything and it can take you forever and a day or you can get to the end of uh, the project or if you're talking in a relationship and you think, oh my God, I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. I've, I've just got, I'm, I've got one more step to go. One more. Oh, I'm not good enough. And you just let it go. This could be working on courses to improve your life. 
to get new qualifications. You may fail at the last hurdle because you get right there and then the self-doubt, the self-negative talk comes in. It's like, oh, oh, am I worthy of this? There's other people that are more worthy than what I am and um, I've got to do this just right. Why can't I get this just right? And if it's not perfect, you know, you, you let it go. Number two, the expert the expert feels like an imposter because they don't know everything there is to know about a particular subject or topic or they haven't mastered every step in a process very similar to the perfectionist and because there is more for them to learn they don't feel as if they've reached the rank of expert and this can affect so many people in so many ways it's like well i'm not the expert they know more than me um so why am I talking about it? Again, doing these podcasts, you talk about subjects, and I'm not the expert in any of these. And this comes into play. It's like, well, why should I talk about this when I'm not the expert? There's much better experts out there than me. They should be talking about it. And then the self-doubt comes in. Should I do this subject? Should I talk about this subject? And it's like... Rrr. And the reason why I do these podcasts is just to provoke maybe reactions or something deep inside so that uh, you guys can recognize it within yourselves so it can propel you out of your current state or your current situation hope that makes sense so that you can recognize any traits and say to yourself oh my god i i, I suffer from that and wow i didn't realize that i, that I was suffering from that yeah so then you can take action. So if you feel as though you're not an expert, even though you could have so much knowledge, so much knowledge, but you still feel as though you're not an expert. But there's so many people out there succeeding in life and doing things who are nowhere near expert level. It's just getting on and doing it. But this is one of the traits of imposter syndrome that can hold you back in life. The natural genius, number three. Feels like the um, like the pop charts, doesn't it, doing the countdown. Number three, the natural genius. In this imposter syndrome type, you may feel like a fraud simply because you don't believe that you are naturally intelligent or competent. If you don't get something right the first time around or it takes you longer to master a skill, you feel like an imposter. And how can I put this? Uh... Yeah, I mean, in the martial arts field, many, many years, we're God, training day after day, week after week, year after year to study traditional Japanese karate, Okinawan karate. And yet you get these other guys going out there and doing five weeks or just getting out there and doing it. You're thinking, hold on a minute. Well, I can't be that good then because they're doing it in, in weeks. How comes it's taking me years to master this skill? You know, um, and I think that can come from you want again with a perfectionist and these all tie in. Don't forget these all tie in that you want to do things properly. You want to do it the right way. You want to do it. And, and I suppose being brought up in a generation where we had apprenticeships, you know, um, that take 
a long time. You have to go out with people, which when I um, was doing a trade, you have to go out with people and you have to learn the skills from the people in the field. Um, but nowadays you have like um, fast track courses, a week's course in plumbing or a week's course in tiling or two week course in electrics or, or whatever. And you think, what the hell? I trained for years doing that. And now they're going out and, and doing one week course and, as an expert. And usually because you've studied for a long time, you've gone out in the field and practiced, you end up going correcting all their mistakes. So it can come from a generation of, uh, yes, we need to do an apprenticeship. We need to study and not fast track. And in this modern era, it is fast track everything, isn't it? So don't worry, okay? You take your time. If you feel as though you need to take your time, take your time, all right? The soloist, number four. It's also possible to feel like an imposter if you had to ask for help to reach a certain level or status. Since you couldn't get there on your own, you question your competence or abilities. And I suffered from this for years. Because every time I ask for help, oh, can you show me how to do this, please? Can you help me with this? It would either be a, a yes, and it would never come to fruition. As politely saying, yeah, sure, no problem, and then just forgetting it. Or, uh, or um, yeah, that just the help, they'd say no, or they'd just ignore you, you know? You know, like we ask a question, you say, well, how do I do this then? And it's just ignored. It's like, bloody hell. You know, I want to get on, but you're not helping me. And I've, I've done it in sales jobs before. I say, right, how do you fill these forms out? You know, you, you know, you get forms and it's like, oh, my God, it's a minefield. If I don't fill this incorrectly, you could stuff the order up or it's going to cost me money. And you'd say, right, how do I fill this out? They go, oh, we'll show you later. Oh, right. But then there'd be a female salesperson. Is that the correct term? I don't know. And uh, she'd just ask a question. Oh, my God. And the whole of her desk would be flooded by all these blokes sitting on their desk helping her. And it's like, oh, hold on a minute. <clears throat> OK, I'm not going to get the help then. I'm going to have to do it myself. And that's how I've been through life. I have to help myself. And it's psychologically... If I ask for help, no one's going to help me. So I have to study myself. And it's then taking longer and longer, which links to the genius side. And it's like, wow, my word. But it all comes to fruition in the end. So do you recognise that? Do you find it ask, ask? Do you find it hard to ask for help for fear of being let down? Or do you feel as though, well, you know, you haven't achieved your success um, by yourself because you've had to ask for help there's nothing wrong with asking for help trust me you know have you been in certain areas maybe it's been school or training courses where you've had to ask a question because you don't understand or you fear asking a question if I ask a question no one's putting their hand up but I really want to know this answer I really want to ask this question and the one time you ask the question they go oh what a stupid question bang that's logged in your brain don't ask questions because they're stupid. Yeah. Does that make sense? But after a while, once you start understanding all of this, you start understanding the psychology of all of this. 
and you grow a pair of balls, you say, well, hold on a minute. There's no such thing as a stupid question. <laughs> Depending on the tutor, they might go, uh, yeah, you're right. Or they might shout at you and go, oh, you shouldn't be so stupid then. It's like, well, hold on a minute. If you'd uh, tutored correctly, we wouldn't need to ask the questions, would we? Yeah, it depends on your personality. But never be frightened of asking a question for you to move on to the next level. Even if you're ridiculed, they'll say, well, you should know that answer. Well, clearly I don't. You know, they could go, we went through that last week. Oh, my God. Can you just answer the question, please? Or especially online. Have you noticed online? You ask a question. <laughs> That's it. You you get all the different um, personality traits coming out then. Whoosh. The ones that are superior in their intelligence. And they go, well, you should know this. You're quite thick, aren't you, really? You know, you should know this. I don't. That's why I'm asking the question. How do we learn? Asking questions. Then someone gives us the answer. Ta da It's not rocket science. What you're doing is you've got a superiority complex and you've decided to come on and look down upon us all. No. When you get someone saying, oh, thank God someone's asked that question because I was thinking that too. But they're too frightened to ask. So don't be frightened of asking questions. And if anyone comes attacking you with their superiority complex, remember the saying. That's on them, not you. You are showing more intellect by asking a question and not beating people down. Number one, number one, sorry, number five. Number five, the super person. This type of imposter syndrome involves believing that you must be the hardest worker or reach the highest levels of achievement possible. And if you don't, you're a fraud. Wow. These really hit home for me. I don't know about you. They really do hit home. It's like, oh my God, I've spent all my life stuck in this bloody syndrome. Sorry, is that a swear word? It's an English word, bloody. <laughs> um, that you have to be the hardest worker or reach the highest levels of achievement to be a success. And if you don't, you're a fraud. So this, this will become clear in a little while as to where it all comes from. So how do you know if you have imposter syndrome? Many different ways, many different ways. Um, ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself these following questions. Do you ever agonise over even the smallest mistakes or flaws in your work? Do you like kind of, um, oh, damn, I should have done that. I should have known this. I got oh, blimey. You know, if you're under pressure, sometimes that's different because, uh, you know, you see on TV shows, don't you? If like quiz shows. And someone's asked a question and you're shouting at the screen. Oh, my God, this is such an easy question. It's this, it's this, it's this. And they go, oh, I don't know. Don't know. Or they give a completely wrong answer because they're under pressure. And as soon as the answer is given, they go, oh, my, of course it is. Of course it is. And it's all right for us at home because we're not under that pressure of being under the spotlight with hundreds of people watching you live. I know the TV shows are recorded, but in the studio, you've got all these people watching you, all these lights. And it's like, I should know this. You freeze. It's like rabbit in headlight syndrome. Yeah. So don't agonise over the smallest mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, yeah? 
It's understanding that, not beating yourself up. Okay. Do you attribute your success to luck or outside factors? Do you say, well, you know, I didn't do it. It's just a, whew, it was a sunny day that day and I was feeling good. So it must be that. So I can only be successful on sunny days. This is what gets logged into your psyche. So you have to be um, aware of these uh, conditions. This is a big one. Are you sensitive to even constructive criticism? Now, as I said before, you ask a question or you give an opinion, you'll get all the, you know, recognize this. Get ready, get ready, get ready. And here they come. Here come the different personality traits. And this is a great skill to learn. You could do it just for an example, ask a question, give an opinion on something and sit back and watch and observe the different personality traits come out and give you all of their opinions or, or the, you know, their viewpoints. And, and it shows who they are and where they're coming from and their thought processes. It's a real great skill to learn and, and do. But if you're uh, sensitive to even constructive criticism, that's going to hold you back. Because you won't want to achieve success for fear of criticism. And this is it. Once you start doing well, and if you're online and you set up your own Facebook page or Facebook group or this and the other, because you want to help people in certain things, you've had uh, particular experiences and you think that people will benefit from your experience. Try it. Try it. You set up a page and a group Oh my God, and then start posting. You watch. You watch them come out. You're putting your head above the parapet. Bang, bang, bang. There will be people out there that want to bring you down, ridicule your experience. The whole works. That's why a lot of pages and groups don't really take off because people go, oh, do you know what? This is too much aggro. It really is. Because what you say, your experience may trigger other people. And it's their defense mechanisms that are coming up. Okay. Again, that's on them. But if you're being affected, you're being triggered by uh, constructive criticism, you may suffer from imposter syndrome. Do you feel like you'll be uh, inevitably found out as a phony? Do you think people find out, oh, my God, I've only studied for two and a half years and not three years? <laughs> like that, that person over there, they've studied for three years, so they must be better than me. Oh, and this is just coming to my head. I remember years ago um, being a tradesman. And you'd see like vans, trucks going around. And they say, established 1981, established 1965. You think, oh, my God. Wow. Wow. They've, uh, they've got loads of experience. Oh, my God. They've got shitloads more experience than me. I feel a fraud. How can I... How can I say I'm an expert when they've been around for that amount of years? But then I had thoughts in my head. Well, hold on a minute. Now, what if they've, you know, yeah, been established since 1981 or whatever? But what if they've got a lot of experience doing it wrong? Doing it poorly? And this is what we've got to ask ourselves. Just because they've been established for X amount of time doesn't necessarily mean they are experts. Well, they may be experts in doing it badly. You've got a load of cowboys out there doing real bad work. Okay? 
and this is in all, all areas, not just construction, all areas. Or what you'd find out is established 1981, and that may be their dad that's been doing it that long. And then the son comes on, yeah, Jack the lad, look, we've been established since this time. It's like, but you've only been doing it for a couple of years, and I know you, you you've been on fast track courses. It's your family business that's been established since then. You see, so all these different things play in our minds. Also, do you downplay your own expertise, even in areas where you are genuinely more skilled than others? You downplay your own expertise. It's like, yes, we could have this discussion, but, um, you know, maybe maybe they're more skilled than me, but they're not. They're not more skilled than you. They're not. So if you're, uh, you know, sometimes it, it can take talking to a therapist, you know, regarding your, your negative self-talk, your self-doubt, your self-sabotage. If I had a pound, a dollar, for the amount of time, the amount of times that I've spoken to people or recognised in people, self-sabotage, I'd be retired. And the thing is with self-sabotage, it's really hard to recognise it yourself. But imposter syndrome has a big thing to do, big connection with self-sabotage. You know. So what does it feel like? What does uh, imposter syndrome feel like? Feels like an inability to realistically assess your competence and your skills. You find it hard to go, do you know what? I've studied for so long, I have this real life experience too. So, but you can't recognize where you are. Yeah. You can't recognize where you are. And I, I put it akin to martial arts. When you start off as a, a white belt and you're training and training, you think, oh, my God, I'm crap. Oh, my God, look at all these, these guys and girls. They're really good. I'll never be as good as those. And you keep going and you get your next belt. You think, oh, right, I've got this belt, but, oh, my God, look, they've got these color belts and they're above me, the black belts there. And you keep going, you keep going. Then you get your next belt, your next grade, and you're, you're sparring. You're thinking, oh, my God, when am I going to be like that? And then when uh, you know when you get your black belt, and you still feel you're not good enough, <laughs> but your sparring capabilities uh, can be phenomenal. You think, well, you know, I've got my black belt and I'm first dan, and yeah, but they're fourth dan. Oh dear me, when am I going to be as good as those? And it still happens, you know. But you've got to realistically assess your competence. Now I tell my children, I says, listen. A belt is only there to hold your trousers up. It really is. It's your attitude, your belief in yourself. That's where it's at. Don't worry about you've only got this color belt. You, you're going to have people that have higher uh, grade belts because they've been around for a lot longer. Okay. Doesn't necessarily mean they're better or more competent. Sometimes in clubs, they've been around for five years, 10 years. It's like, there you go. There's a belt there. But their attitude might not be in the right place. So realistically, assess your competence and skills. Uh, sometimes you attribute your success to external factors, you know, luck. Oh, you know, I've got this, this money, this inheritance that come through. So um, I could afford to go on that course. And you say, well, if it wasn't for that money, I, I wouldn't have got anywhere. It's the money, it's the money that did it. No, you did it. Okay, you did it. You created your own success. Uh, berating your performance it's like oh, 
you know, yeah, I, 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 I've done this, I've studied that, but I could always do more, I could do more, oh my god, I, I had half a day off on, on Wednesday, so, damn, if I'd have spent that time studying this instead of going to my children's play, for example, I would have been better, don't worry about it, don't worry, and you fear that you won't live up to expectations, you know, but you will overachieving overachieving is massive you know you uh, do overtime at work you put in all the hours you take your work home with you if i do this they'll see me as a success i'll be a success if i study more if i work more if i do this overachieving but then you sabotage your own success it's like oh my god i'm working seven days a week oh i'm just not good enough i'm just not good enough i need eight days a week i need more time Please, someone invent a 30-hour day rather than a 24-hour day. Self-doubt that we've spoken about before. And you set yourself very challenging goals and feel disappointed when you fall short. And this is it. Set realistic goals. Set goals that you can achieve. And then once you've achieved those, just set goals a little bit higher. Not like, oh, I don't know, you're going to be a black belt in karate and a year you know you might have some clubs that do that but it's not realistic it really isn't you know um but the impact of imposter syndrome anxiety depression self-doubt negative self-talk as we've spoken about and it sets a vicious cycle a pattern it's um you know where you go to bed and you have these thoughts, oh my God, I've got to do this, I've got to do this tomorrow, I have to do this, I have to do this. And then the next day you're so knackered that you can't achieve that because you've been up all night worrying about it, so now you're not on form. You know, And then you wake up in the morning going, oh my God, I am too knackered, I can't think properly, I'm suffering from brain fog, how am I going to do this, oh, I'm going to get fired oh my my partner's gonna think i'm crap because i'm forgetting what to do I'm, i know i've got to do something but i've forgotten what to do you know so many thoughts going through through your head you know and it is the self-sabotage you know what gives me the right to be here you know why would they love me because i'm crap at this i'm crap at that oh my god i forgot to buy flowers or i forgot to buy this for the dinner that i'm making tonight or they want tonight oh they're gonna think i'm useless yeah Social anxiety. Oh, I can't go out because I can't go to a dinner party because they're all high achievers. And although I'm trying to achieve success and I'm not in their league and and well, they're oh they you know they look really good. They go down the gym and they're fit and I don't. And do you recognize any of this? Do you recognize these patterns? You know? What causes it? What causes imposter syndrome? A lot of the time, it's family upbringing. You may have parents that uh, <sighs> call you rubbish, uh, always shout at you, have a go at you. You're bloody useless. You try and do something. It's like, what are you doing? That's not how you do it. I showed you how to do it. Why are you not doing it? How I showed you how to do it. Why don't you do this? And you become a nervous wreck as a child. Completely nervous wreck. You may even recognize this as how you may be with your children. So please bear this in mind that you may be creating imposter syndrome in your own children. And that's a hard thing to accept. 
But to move forward in life, we have to accept our flaws and how we are in certain situations. Yeah. Um, and what happens is with parents, with us, um, our parents' words, our grandparents' words become our own self-thought. Self-thoughts, self is that a word? Yeah, self-thinking. You know, when you go to do something, these self-doubts come into your mind. But it's your parents' self-talk. Self-talk, not self-thoughts. Well, it's self-thoughts. You may think, oh, I want to do this, but oh, no, you're rubbish. You're rubbish. I went to do that when I was a kid. Remember, my dad, my mum shouted at me, don't do that. You know, keep away from the water. Don't go near the water. Don't go near the edge of the river. Don't do this. So if you want to do swimming, for example, you go to the edge of the, the pool, you're learning to dive, and you go, oh, these thoughts of keep away from the water. Don't go near the water. Water's bad. Water's bad. Oh, well, I'm not doing swimming. And you end up not knowing how to swim. But then you also may have the, the opposite side where overachieving <laughs> where you say i'm gonna laugh at this where you see the parents come on you can do this you can do that come on you're really good why are you letting the side down you know you're much better than this get out there and do this you have parents that you know five six nights a week you must train in this to be the best you have to do this like oh my god stop please and you're wearing the child out you're wearing the child out it's just too much you know, come on, you're better than this. You are the best. You're the best. No one is as good as you. And, you know, you have this false sense of reality. So therefore, when you come into the real world as an adult, you think, oh, my God, I'm not the best here. They're better than me. And it then starts knocking your self-confidence. So you have that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just be mindful of social anxiety. Uh not wanting to go out depression the self-talk talking yourself out of situations which can um be much better for your life you can you can uh improve your life but you're talking yourself out of it daily you know you may be one of these if you're a healer spiritualist you may be one of these that takes numerous courses right i'm not good i'm doing reiki that's it i've done my reiki i've got my reiki master Oh my God, I'm not good enough. I need to do hypnotherapy. That's it. I need to do hypnotherapy. Um, well, I've got that qualification. I'm still not good enough. I'm still not good enough. What do I need to do? Uh, let's do a psychology degree. Right, I've done that. Still not good enough. I need to do all the all these different types of Reiki, all these different types of hypnotherapy. There's different types of, oh my God, then it becomes overwhelmed. Have you recognized this? You've got a thousand and one qualifications and you still don't feel good enough. Yeah. But how can you help yourself with uh, imposter syndrome, you know, coping with imposter syndrome? What core beliefs do you hold about yourself? This is the inner deep work. What core beliefs do I hold about myself? Be honest here. Be absolutely honest. Do I believe I'm worthy of love as I am? This is a big one, especially if you come from a family that never showed any love at all. And this has a massive impact on your relationships. You don't believe you're worthy of love. Okay. Ask yourself those questions. Must I be perfect for others to approve of me? Does that go around in your head? Must I be perfect for others to approve of me? That's a lot, a big one that is. Okay. So helping yourself. Yeah. Share your feelings. Share your feelings. Talk to other people about how you are feeling. 
all right of course you're going to have to be in a safe space if you have a partner friends family that will ridicule you if you start talking about your feelings you need to move out of that scenario okay focus on others although it seems uh counterintuitive try to tell sorry put my teeth in try to tell i've done it again <laughs> need to put different false teeth in try to help others in the same situation as you yeah it's a kind of a self-healing you can recognize it in others once you recognize it in yourself you can recognize it in others so help others yeah assess your abilities if you've had long-held beliefs about your incompetence in social and performance situations um do a realistic um assessment of yourself right oh, hold on these are my skill sets where am i in those skill sets am i at the bottom in the middle at the top end you know um do a realistic assessment and then go from there take baby steps you know one step at a time no need to rush anything one step at a time question your thoughts where your where, where's your self-talk coming from look at where your self-talk is coming from and see if it's detrimental to where you want to be all right stop comparing this is a big one this is a big one you look at others and think others and and you you think well they're way way ahead of me oh my god you know they've got uh, i was watching someone earlier and they said oh my god i've only got like eighteen thousand followers on youtube and this other woman she's got 180 odd thousand followers i'm not good enough oh no, you're just in your chosen subject you know some sometimes certain subjects may be more dare i say it shallow hollow and will attract those type of people but anything deeper meaningful real deeper meaningful where you have to do some real work on yourselves doesn't attract so many okay oh this is a big one use social media moderately social media is social media detrimental to us or beneficial to us a bit of both but as i said before you post an opinion or ask a question on social media just watch you have to come at it um in a completely different mind space headspace do it as an observer with no emotional attachment because social media the the emotional hooks that get thrown out and then ripped apart tremendous so if you ask a question then step back no emotional connection to it even though the the answer you may want is an emotional answer remove yourself from the emotion the emotional um feelings from it yeah stop fighting your feelings you know because if you if you fight your feelings of how you feel upset you feel incompetent and it's going around and around in your head that's going to be detrimental to you and will cause you depression and anxiety all right and they will hold you back refuse to let it hold you back we just talked about hold it you know your feelings could hold you back if you allow them to don't let it hold you back all right don't let it hold you back naming your fear can knock the wind out of it what a great saying naming the fear can knock the wind out of it admitting that you're, you're scared of something you're scared of 
uh, public speaking, you're scared of asking a question, you're scared of uh, sharing your knowledge for fear of ridicule. Yeah. Name your fear. And, and that's most of the battle done. Yeah. So remember, if you feel like you're an imposter, just ask those questions about yourself, your feelings, and you know, why am I feeling this way? Where's the self-talk coming from? Oh my God, my mum, my dad. If you, if you hear yourself, uh, your self-talk, is it a phrase or a saying that your parents would say? Again, I mentioned earlier about narcissists. You may have had narcissistic parents. Once you realise you've had narcissistic parents, overbearing parents, it's like, wow, hold on. Oof, wow. It's all about unlearning what you've learned. Learn behavioural patterns. It's a biggie. It's a biggie, guys. Learn, uh, unlearn the learned behavioural patterns. Okay. And if you're super struggling, contact me. Um, so we have a, a number of therapies that can help you with imposter syndrome. Okay, um, I'll put a couple of links in the show notes, one to the quantum healing services uh, for you to have a look at, and another link to the Pure Soul Spiritual Academy, um, where we'll be having upcoming courses and masterclasses to help you with imposter syndrome uh, too. All right, so let me ask you this. Did you recognize any of that or was it complete overwhelm? It went on for a lot longer than what I thought. I thought, oh, it's only going to be 15, 20 minutes. I don't know how long I've gone on for. Maybe nearly an hour. But I hope you got something out of it and that it helped you uh, to move forwards. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And uh, speak to you real soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>